at some point we are going to have to do a whole show about how good this show sounds. show sometimes on Tuesdays and sometimes on Saturdays when it's Halloween. Uh, you can find this show as a podcast on your favorite podcatcher. And if you are listening to this as a podcast, please check out our Twitch channel at twitch.tv slash echoplex media. Also join our discord at discord.me slash echoplex. Uh, tonight we have the phones up. So you can give us a call 415-903-7539. That's 415-903-plex. And uh, I'm joined by somebody who's usually here in another sort of context way or reason um so why don't you go ahead and uh introduce whichever version of yourself you feel appropriate 
Greetings. What's up, everyone? This is the councilman. Um, but uh, in another lifetime, I was known as the bass player and uh, sometimes vocalist for intrepid San Jose local band Usurper Vong. Um, so they've uh, certainly been played quite a bit on the local love, um, but uh, never actually made an appearance, never never uh, uh, you know, done the interview stylies before, really. Um, so uh, we're, I'm really excited to be here tonight, actually, and to, to celebrate uh, my former band and, and our uh, the legacy we've left in the San Jose rock scene. Well, isn't today 10 years from uh, like your first gig or something? Ish, yeah. Well, not, not so much first gig. We started playing in 2007, um, or at least playing live. Uh, I think we probably came together around 2006. Um, and uh, yeah, I started playing live in 2007 and then took us a few years to pull together um, enough music to, to justify an album. Um, and then in a couple more years to um, figure out how to get it recorded without driving each other nuts. Um, and we finally did that and we uh, were able to press it ourselves and we've still got about a billion copies of it because as anyone who's ever done a record release knows you sell a lot of sh albums at the first show because all your family and your friends and all your peoples want to buy one um, and give you five bucks or ten bucks for it. And then at the very next show, it's like you're having to throw them out, <laughs> out the back of the van. Um, but it's pretty much a good business card after that. Um, anyway, but uh, yeah, so that that happened. That show where we sold all the albums happened 10 years ago, pretty much tonight. Um, so I thought it'd be fun to revive local love for, for a week and, and uh, pay tribute to, to the band. And, and uh, we're going to have a guest appearance here from one of my bandmates. So um, stay tuned for that. Where was that show at? It was at the blank club. Um, and I think you, producer Dave, you'll certainly remember the blank club. Yes. Do you have any, any memories of the blank club fond or otherwise? Driving by it on the way to Splash with friends when I lived in East Bay because I wasn't quite here. I wasn't quite in the South Bay, I don't think, during the years of the Blank Club. Yeah, so the Blank was um, the same folks who now operate and run, um, uh, why am I blanking? Oh, the Ritz, sorry, uh, in Sofa. Um, they were the proprietors of the Blank Club, which was over on um, Almaden Street or Road. Um behind the Greyhound station, basically, uh, on the corner. Uh, and it was one of those few places in San Jose that, granted, they had a bar, but the place wasn't built to be a bar. It was built to be a club to have music, to have a stage, to have bands play, to have DJs play. Um, and then it also happened to have a bar, whereas most venues, I think, producer Dave, you would agree, in the, in the South Bay are bars that happen to host live music or DJs. Um, um, I, would say, I would say that the... Um <clears throat> that the red room over at back bar is certainly more focused around the stage and the sound system uh, the sound yeah. system, the sound system, the sound system. Oh my God. The red room at the back bar. Oh God. Yeah. It's painful. Um, no, but it, but I you're mean, right. I think it is, it is oriented. So I have a, I have a funny story. I don't know if I ever told you about the first time I played the red room at the back bar. Like I didn't know drew or Pierre or anybody. Right. And I just kind of, I just kind of knew some people who were involved in the Fanime. And so I was like, oh, you know, uh, somebody was like, hey, do you want to play this after party for Fanime? I'm like, yeah, sure. I don't really know that I'm into anime. They're like, you play electronic music. It'll be fine. So the person before me was playing basically what, from what I get, it was like music from the anime. Mm. And so, <laughs> and that's fine. Whatever. People were having fun. And yeah. I had no idea what was going on there. So I walk up, plug in my equipment, whatever. And I go to play breaks and I fucking hit play on my first track. And then my fucking vision blurs. Oh no. I was like, no, it wasn't that I was high. It was, there was so much fucking bass. 
Oh, because <laughs> I didn't in that think room. I thought the system yeah. was weak, but it was the kind of music they were playing. And so I like mm-hmm. kind of made, sh- you know, I made sure all I, I, a DJ knows how to make sure to get the most bass out of a, out of a system. Right. And sure. So then I started fucking changing everything around so that things were a little more gainy and peaky so that yeah. I wasn't like making so much bass. And it was fucking, I couldn't believe it. I was like, Whoa. And that was the first night I met Drew. I, he, he, he comes up after I fucking start playing. He's like, Oh, this is a little bit different. He's like, we think the system here. I'm like, there's a lot of bass. <laughs> he's i think he's it's it's set up that way i imagine yeah yeah he started showing me where all the bass bins were he's like there's a bass bin under the stage you can't see there's a bass bin in the back by the door and there's a bass bin by the bar and each of those yeah, have six, really, each of those have yeah. six 18s in them i was like oh, oh my god, god. <laughs> yeah i love playing there the, the the stage actually vibrates when you're playing when you're thumping um which is fantastic for a bass player it's a great feeling I mean, you can feel yourself playing you don't need a monitor you just feel it that's the best yeah uh jeremiah best. jeremiah lee verse from rebels camp also really liked playing there for much the same reason yeah very much so yeah there's like i said that you're right there's there there are a couple venues out there that are um set up for for live music which is great and they're they're more coming which is good i think um and i think we're gonna hopefully see more of a, a renaissance because this used to be a pretty cool live music town not just for local bands but bringing in out-of-town bands up-and-coming bands playing the clubs um so Maybe we'll see that again one day. Yeah, your but band was, was around during sort of the tail end of that, right? Yeah, I mean, I, we we probably hit the we were probably in the interstitial phase of that. Um, but it was it was a rough time getting getting gigs, getting um, not, not forget paying gigs, just gigs that you know they'd at least give you a couple beer tickets um, to play. <laughs> uh, so it was it was rough, and it was rough getting out of town because you're all working full time, right? And it's 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 tough unless you have a promoter or a manager to to book the gigs and to get you where you need to be in front of the right people. Um, so, but so but, but we we made it work for a good eight years, and it was fun. We would uh, uh, we we had uh, we got to be, explore our creative passions and hopefully um, inspire a few people out there um, in the community. And we got pretty good reviews when we uh, when we were playing. So. Uh, I really appreciated the 150 people song because that kind of has a vibe that reminded me of you, Super Vong, actually. Um, just the sort of changing rhythms and changing styles in the middle of a song. Um, that's kind of our MO. I played it because it reminds me of the early days of Local Love when like Kenny Thomas would ro- roll through here with like 35 people for an interview. Right. <laughs> right. <laughs> All of them on your couch. <sighs> There was like one time that I don't, there's got to be a picture of it somewhere where like the floor in the old living room studio was like full of people uh, and you would just like, oh you God. would roll a joint and hand it out and just never expect for it never to come back. <laughs> because I'm pretty so- sure. I, yeah. I was there on one of those nights. I'm pretty sure I do remember that the good old days, the good old days. Well, Hey, um, uh, yeah. So we, we put the album out in 2010. We, we, I think we played live again or uh, last in 20, 15 ish so it's been a good five years since we've we have uh we have played any of these tunes but um recently my guitarist uh aaron and i got together and jammed out on a couple of them so and the muscle memory was all there so perhaps one day there will be a reunion in a or maybe a reconstitution of the band um but like i said we'll learn we'll learn more about where everyone's been and headed in a second when we uh we have our special guest yeah, yeah, it's uh, really interesting. I I've been playing this music right for five years. I know most of the songs just because we've been playing them over and over again. And yeah, uh, yeah. even the media wench even makes up her own words for some of your songs, like "Jeep, don't you fail me now?" Like when she's on a oh, long yeah. drive and she's like, "Car feels weird." <laughs> that's a uh, that's entirely the point. I think we're trying to be a, a fully 
functional, um, you know, user interface band, um, and uh, really you know, maybe an open source band. Maybe that's what we are. Um, feel free to rip off our songs and make them your own. <laughs> um, but yeah, that's 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 really great to hear. We had we did have a few loyal fans who would you know, sing the lyrics back to us, um, at the shows, which was always a very weird feeling, but weird, good, I guess. Um, so we did have our, we had our groupies, um, but, uh, and it, but it was always a little hit and miss, I'd say, but you got to put the time in, you got to put the, the work in. So, um, any, that's my advice to any music musicians out there, anyone who's trying to make, make a living doing this, um, talk to, you know, talk to people who are doing it. It takes a lot of work and a lot of, uh, dedication and uh, time, and uh, and you have to be ready to fail too. Yeah, it's not just it's not just music. It's any kind of like content creation or whatever. Like um, like you know, uh, like last week for example, I did the conspiracy show in the afternoon and it didn't do so well. And then we did the down ballot in the night and that did really well. And then after down ballot, the after show, it was like the most people we've had fucking watch Check the show and fucking months right and and it's just it's always going to be up and down uh but san jose specifically like <clears throat> i don't know about you but coming from coming from the san francisco scene as a dj to san jose was a bit of a shocker you know there'd be sure. i'd be on a lineup with other djs who i was like oh everybody knows who this person is you know this is great it should be great and then i show right. up and the place is fucking empty right right yeah no i i and that was the the tough thing was getting um, like it, it was all in the bands to promote. Not that we should, not the band shouldn't, you know, be be hustling. But at the same time, like you you expect there to be some sort of reciprocity, right, from the promoter, from the the venue, because it's in everyone's best interest to have people there. Um, but it just it seemed like so more more often than not, it was the bands that were tasked with you know doing the promotion for themselves. And it's like we're also needing to rehearse and find time in our lives to you know actually have the band and make the music. Um, so uh, that was always a challenge, I thought, and could have been done a little better. The, the load could have been shared a little better. I'm sure that's still the case in some, in a yeah. lot of ways. Yeah, it was super weird. My last gig in San Francisco uh, before I moved to San Jose was at this place called Big Heart City, and you, it never even occurred to you to promote the show. Mm. You're like, I'm on the. Well, you told your friends and shit, yeah, right? But people like, will be in, there instead of having to promote. Your friends were bothering you about the guest list because they were going to go right. anyway, right? And right. coming down here, it was just really weird. The, then, then I played bike party and I was like, okay, this is what's up. Right. But that's it's, not it's really just, an option for a band down here. I don't think. Right. It's just, there's just, it's more of a community thing down here as opposed to in a, in a, we're all in our own sort of community down here. It's, it's a, it's a self-supported community as opposed to a broader, you know, a broader, uh, scene as it were. There's just not the, 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 the uh, random San Josean who likes music doesn't go downtown San Jose to see live music more often than not. Right. And they don't, or they don't think to at least unless there's some compelling reason. Yeah, for sure. Well, Hey, I think we're going to get our other guest on. So I'm going to rock a song real quick. And once we get yeah, our guest we on, that? we'll start playing your song. We got Kenny Thomas in the Southern Baptist. This song is called chocolate. This song is just the first time I heard it. It's like, I was like, Oh, this reminds me of sex. We'll be right back. <laughs>
All right, we're back. That was Kenny Thomas in the Southern Baptist. That is the sexiest of the sexiest fucking songs. That bass line is sick. If you notice, we're joined by yet another person. Ma'am, I've been listening to your music on my show and off my show for five years, and it's a pleasure to meet you. If you can introduce yourself to the people listening to this podcast and uh, let them know maybe what you're up to since Usurper Vong and uh, how you met all the folks in the band Usurper Vong and I don't know anything else. If you're unless you're in an MLM, don't don't sell us any any MLM stuff. <laughs> um hi hi you hear oh, me you, you sound great oh great um hi my you. name's joyce and uh my last name's quo so back in the day they used to call me status quo what uh anyway um yeah and uh i have been a professional musician for like a decade and a half now until the pandemic and since i've been uh suddenly unemployed um but yeah uh, usurper vong was the brainchild of a fascinating individual named derek gomez and i met derek when i was not old enough to be in the bars and i was uh out downtown in San Jose one night passing out flyers for my other band and I met Derek and we got a lot we were like instant friends and um, back in the day I used to have these uh, barbecue jam parties so we'd have like a drum set and a keyboard and all kinds of amps and guitars and stuff and people would just randomly drop by and grill up some meat and kind of uh, rotate around the instruments and it was a we had a grand old time and uh i started kind of messing around on the drums and fast forward like a year later derek came by my house one day and said i'm going to start a band and i would like you to be the drummer and i was like but i don't actually play the drums (laughs) and he's like you play the drums and um and then i thought well i guess i'm down i guess i'll have to start taking some drum lessons (laughs) So, yeah, then um, our original guitarist was uh, Sam Eigen, who uh, played with Smash Mouth. He did a tour with them, or several tours with them for a couple years recently. Uh, He's an amazing guitarist, but he had uh, some other things come up, so we brought in Aaron and Pete, and and, uh, I was like a drummer for a little while, but really I played guitar. (laughs) You're a damn good drummer, I'd say, for being a guitarist and all. Yeah, I mean, I think um, I think a lot of multi-instrumentalists will probably uh, agree that once you learn a instrument, you can kind of take that skill set and translate it into other instruments. Um, but I do, I, I have to say that playing the drums is like while there are a lot of similarities between that and other instruments I've played, it is a, I have a high level respect for real drummers because it's so much, um, what I learned in the long run was that, uh, you really have to have a special kind of discipline for the drums that you can sit there and listen to yourself tap, you know, constantly tapping like, for instance, when I, I had to learn how to play, like, double bass, and you and to do that, you, you sit, you know, with a metronome, and you just run your feet in place constantly, like, back and forth, 
just to get the coordination of that in your hands. And it was like, like, and after a while, I was like, I, five minutes, 10 minutes, 20 minutes of that. And I was like, I need to hear some notes. I need to hear some harmonies. <laughs> I can't just listen to this monotonous um, thing. But that being said, I uh, had drum lessons um, from the late, great Dave Gary Jr. And he taught me when I first started playing drums, I was so intimidated by all these other local drummers that would come out with their, you know, 20 piece drum sets and they'd be like all over the place. And I was like, I can't do that. That's crazy. How, you know, that must've taken years for them to do that. And he said, you know what? Your homework is just listen to ACDC and the Rolling Stones. And that's it. And if you listen carefully, the, 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 you know, bulk of what they're playing is a beat. They're not playing, you know, a million drum fills. They're not doing quite uh, what a lot of these local musicians would do when we would go to local shows and we would kind of point out, like, this this dramatic drum fill is really nonsensical in terms of what the song is asking for. Right, so like, as the, drummer, really kinda... as, as the drummer, out of everybody, you got to be the most fucking rock steady of that whole band. Right. And you kind of, when you think about your priorities and your role in the group, um, you know, Derek was uh, so lyrical and poetic in his lyrics. So, uh, you know, really what our band called for was more, you know, that's not to say, like, if I was in a, a, I don't know, like a jazz fusion type of band, my skill level would not be appropriate. (laughs) But given that we had such a uh, quirky guitarist and, and a, a songwriting bass player and, and a very lyrical singer, there wasn't much room for me anyway. Like it wouldn't be appropriate for, you know, for me to play a million fills or to do anything super fancy. Um, it was more appropriate to just kind of lay down a basic beat. And that was perfect. Cause that's, uh, I only knew, I only knew how to play like three beats. <laughs> so, so, sometimes in the same song <laughs> yeah yeah uh half time double time <laughs> right <laughs> that's wonderful and it's 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 good to meet you uh the councilman or pete or whatever here has uh spoken about pete. you kind of a lot uh over the years and uh you were if i'm not mistaken you after usurper vong you were a musician on a cruise ship is that correct yeah um i did quite a lot of things with music and my um actually uh our our lead singer in Usurper Vong and I both shared a love for Freddie Mercury and Queen. And I was so obsessed with Queen that I bought a Brian May uh, signature guitar and an AC30, which uh, I bought secondhand from Sam, who was our original Usurper Vong guitarist. This all comes around full circle. Um, of course. Yeah. And then I, uh, I decided to start a uh, Queen tribute band and then uh, did that for a while. And that path led me um, to come into contact with uh, Brian May's hand-picked guitarist to do the Queen musical We Will Rock You. So the way that works traditionally is you audition for Brian May and he picks his favorite guitarist and then he'll work with you one-on-one, kind of show you how to do the guitar parts the way he plays them. And then um, you you tour or you do... Um, so they did the the Canadian tour as uh, two two gentlemen uh, Tristan and Bob, and then they did the uh, U.S. tour, 
And then they were going to put We Will Rock You on a cruise ship. So uh, Bob was the original guitarist. Another guy, uh, Simon Croft, who did the UK tour and the Australian tour. Um, and then uh, Bob had to uh, pick up another gig. So he called and asked if I could fill in for him. And he's like, you know, we have to put you in touch with Brian May and you have to get his approval because that's part of the contract. You can't do the show unless you're a Brian May approved guitarist. So thankfully I had... Uh, put myself in the position to kind of gain a little experience playing queen with my tribute band. So, um, luckily it, it worked out. Okay. And, uh, Brian gave me the thumbs up and, um, I was on a cruise ship for like the last four years doing that show. That's amazing. Yeah. You're the first Brian may approved guitarist. I think I've ever had on, on my, my show. That's pretty <laughs> impressive. Cause that, that guy's like, that guy's got a lot of clout, not just from being in queen, but like, He's like a phenomenal guitarist. Like I'm not like I'm, I'm into electronic music. You can see there's DJ equipment behind me, but I, I know what the fuck it sounds like when somebody's really good at what they're doing. You know what I'm saying? Like, Oh yeah. And, and yeah, all, he, all my friends are in bands too. And all my, play, a lot of my friends play guitar and bass and stuff. So <clears throat> it's pretty cool. I've never had a Brian May, uh, certified guitarist on the show. I feel, I feel a little, little tiny bit more important than I felt five minutes ago, which is hard to do. <laughs> <laughs> Right. Oh, we, I can we, put you in touch with the other Brian May approved guitarists too. They're they're all lovely, um, but yeah, Brian is a um, he is so. Hum I mean, I got to meet him in person and stuff, and um, he is just so humble, so wise, so gracious, and it. You know what was nice is he's he is such a like to me like you know one of my great great music heroes, and um he goes through a lot of things that we, uh, you know, raggedy music, local musicians go through too. <laughs> like, um, you know, when, when I, uh, last time I saw him, he was uh, on tour with uh, queen and Adam Lambert and they, it was their second venue of the tour. They, they opened at the Hollywood bowl in LA and then they came up to San Jose and he said, you know, he said they were, they had all kinds of issues with the sound in LA. So he was very nervous about the show and he's like, if you know we've been sound checking all day and hopefully everything goes okay and he actually said to me just before he went on stage he said look i know you know how to play these songs so don't judge me too much when i get on stage which i thought was like what is my life right now but <laughs> um but yeah but i mean yeah that that's a bit that's a big deal when it, you know no matter what size of venue you're in what the sound is like that can make or break the gig for you. Yes. Yes. In fact, one of the, I was just talking to uh, Pete a little bit before, um, the first gig, the first gig I had at like a club or whatever, once I moved to San Jose, was at the back bar, the, the red room at the back bar. And, uh, let's just say the person bef that DJed before me was playing music without bass. And I had no idea. <laughs> and then I play music. I play like, break beats and there's a lot of bottom end in that music. And I was stunned at how much fucking bass that place has. But the sound there is on point too. Everything's like super crisp and clean. Within mm -hmm. the next gig I played, I'm not gonna. I don't throw. I don't throw people under the bus, right? But the next gig I played, the sound wasn't so good, and it was like, oh, this isn't very good. Where's the bass? And uh, yeah, it it just becomes way less fun. Right, right. Because you're like, hey, you know, I could, you know, because the, the next, the second gig I played, there was more people at, and I was like, hey, I could really rock the shit out of this crowd if there was anything under sixty hertz for people to fucking listen to. <laughs> Like oh you have two you have two small monitors on tripods and no subs thanks, <laughs> but it was like at a, it was like at a bar and it was it was packed 
yeah, the bar, the bar is no longer with us, but the people still danced and stuff. But I was like, man, if there was just a little more bottom end here, I could really get this, get this party rocking. So we're going to play your whole fucking album tonight. So I figure we might as well play the first song. Uh, what I'm going to do uh, on these songs, I'm going to play the song and then we'll get back and we'll talk a little bit about the song and uh, what you, what maybe you remember about recordings of it or, a you know, a special time you had playing the song at a venue or whatever. So the first well, song is Usurper Vong. This song is called Invincible and we'll be back in a couple minutes. You're listening to Local Love. album vong songs volume one i don't know i'm just gonna let the two of you have a chat about that song i'm gonna I'm I'm hang out and listen well shoot i mean i just let off with our album with uh the hardcore drumming of joy status quo so i think <laughs> it's in terms of laying down the beat like that's the first thing you ever heard recorded from usurper vong so i think that says it all right there well, it's um, been so long since I've even heard that. <laughs> dude, um, Aaron and I actually, uh, Aaron came over for a socially distanced jam a couple times recently, and we actually, um, we oh, tried, TFTI. we tried, 
Yeah, I know. We, we <laughs> I know, right? Um, I, I think you were you, you might have been out of town at the time. Um, but uh, I'm pretty yeah, sure I was, was in Sweden. Yeah, I'm pretty sure. <laughs> hard, hard. Maybe we could have we could have skyped you in for that. Um, but yeah, and no, we jammed on that that tune, and it was amazing. Like we were fumbling all over each other. Like what, what, what key? What, what, what are we in? What are we doing? Um, but when we started playing, about halfway through, it was like muscle memory. Like we started, <laughs> it all kind of came back. So, do you I have forgot anything? all about that um, fake ending. <laughs> right. We used to really like uh, belabor that at live shows too. We would keep just <laughs> we would keep fucking with people and playing another round. <laughs> like right. yeah, another round. We're we're stone and drunk. Why not? Fuck it. <laughs> <laughs> we were such assholes <laughs> yeah you guys would be like over it and i'm like nope we're gonna do it again <laughs> no yeah well we'd all keep we all key off you because i mean if you started playing something you know we have to kind of follow you can't just let your drummer like go out there you know flying solo um well i guess we could have yeah um, that's the thing i mean i i never have to worry about what key the song's in but uh <laughs> if i do make a mistake it's like the loudest thing you hear uh th- yeah, th- yeah that's one good thing about being the, the bass player and the tend to be background vocalist is that uh i could definitely if, if any mistakes i made and there were plenty of them um got absorbed by the <laughs> the talents of my bandmates um so uh yeah i definitely I, I i would just say that that tune um it, it certainly i think it speaks to everything joy said about derek's uh, lyricism and his po- the poetry um behind it but also just the, the sort of wacky nature of usurper vong like this the lyrics he wrote if you just read the lyrics you can go to our website by the way still usurpervong.com anytime and read the lyrics um that are posted there they, they read like really dark kind of like rim- rembo poetry almost like it's dark um, but it's also the most positive side of dark yeah because it it's about, um, you know, somebody who has illness that perseveres. Right. So there's a there to me. There's a lot of um, dark light contrast happening in that tune. Well, it's like a little bit and dark. If you it's a little bit dark, but it's also like kind of absurdist and funny. So that's yeah. Like, I don't that song maybe not so much as the rest of the album. Like the the thing that I noticed first was that well, one of the first things I noticed was like, hey, this reminds me a little bit about like surf rock, but it doesn't actually sound like surf rock. <laughs> just just like sort of the 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 lyricism of it definitely sounds like it could be like surf rock, but like I said, it wasn't surf rock. It's just so it's just so weird and so like kind of out of left field, but then also like pleasing to the ear to listen to. And uh-huh. like you don't get that you don't get that a lot. Like when you hear somebody's like, "Oh, my friend's band's a little weird," you're like, "Uh oh." <laughs> and we but, definitely got that. That was definitely we definitely heard that. I'd say like, "Wow, you guys are different." I do That's find the- that that people had trouble kind of trying to box us into any kind of genre because it. I think we were such a diverse kind of random group of people <laughs> yeah right <laughs> i mean uh and the, there was a little uh backwards guitar solo happening there um when oh, we originally yeah. recorded the uh, uh i think this was one of our first this was like our first this one in coast to coast i think were our like first songs that we ever uh worked on and it's gone through it went through so many different um evolutions and 
when we went in to record this album, um, Aaron, our guitarist, brought in all, all kinds of really cool ideas for layering guitars and doing back, you know, back. He had all, he had it all figured out, and and he was very analytical about it. Like he had it all planned before he went in the studio. Whereas, I feel like a lot of what we did, um, we were kind of winging it. <laughs> right. Well, I mean, especially live when we just, when we couldn't, we didn't have that kind of luxury and it was sort of like, we're pretty much just a power trio because, um, you know, Derek, uh, Derek is primarily uh, singing and doing his, doing the, the lead frontman thing. So we really were just like almost like a punk rock kind of, you know, guitar bass drum trio at some level and live. We really had to, I think we really had to bring it in terms of like energy and um, depth because we didn't have that luxury of being able to do all this great i mean this it sounds fabulous i love this i love listening back to this because we the just the the thought that was put into uh the you know the final product is so nice um but we yeah, we didn't have that luxury live so it was it was always a challenge i think to play stuff that was original music that no one some people had never heard before right we didn't do almost any covers so there weren't a lot of songs that were like instantly accessible to people right um to get them hooked and then drop our stuff on them they had to listen to we made them listen to our stuff um and, <laughs> and our stuff was you know it's it, it's not as accessible but it once you got there like we had like if you were a loyal usurper vong fan like you were a loyal usurper vong fan there weren't too many of them but it once you were in i think you just got you got hooked um like you said, Bruce Davy, like you just, it's kind of different at first, but then you, it really is kind of soothing and, and, uh, and like comfort food almost. Well, that word you said hooked and like the, the thing, the thing about this music that immediately got me is that like, to some extent, almost everything's a hook in, in this music. Like the vocals are hooky. The drums are like straightforward. They're front in the mix. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you for putting the drums in the mix so that I can hear That's, them. And yeah, that's, that's not Joyce and uh, Matt. Was it Matt Reed? Matt Reed. Adam Reed. Adam Reed. Adam Reed, yeah. Who produced the, or, or helped to, uh, who recorded it and then helped produce. Did you guys record this at a studio? We did. Reed Recordings in Campbell. Or Reed Still there? Recording in Campbell. I don't know. Um, I think he moved um, down the way in San Jose somewhere. Uh, but still local. Yeah, I was. I actually recorded at his new spot, uh, or Ooh. not recorded. Sorry, re rehearsed at his new spot um, like four or five years ago. But um, I, I can't remember where. I can't. I don't remember much. <laughs> but I no, can't. I can't remember if it was like by the airport or. Um, but it was definitely a different location. We got a John Renna of the Red Eye Jedi, formerly in the chat, and he's uh, saying he felt pretty, uh, pretty stoked to have been on a couple bills with you, uh, with you all. Yeah, we definitely played a few shows that well, absolutely. But that was one of the best parts to me was being able to play and see play with and see all these other amazing local bands, um, including like eight or nine of them that Joyce was in at the same time as Usurper Vong. Um, <laughs> <laughs> and like my monster, which was a fat, just absolutely fabulous band. Joyce and I were even in a side project for about five minutes called The Sauce um, that played uh, some good, good old hard, good hearted white boy reggae. Um <laughs> Uh, and so, yeah, just the, the sheer volume of creativity that was going on that you wouldn't really even know about unless you got out and just, you know, and braved Johnny V's on a Thursday night, right? And, <laughs> um, watch some guy get stabbed out front and then go in and watch a really good band. Um, 
you know, so that that was the fun part for me was getting being able to meet and uh, be a part of, um, a, you know, a, a scene of, of just really cool people. And you get to meet people like Joyce, who I never would have met if I if Derek hadn't dragged me to come play some music with him and uh, with him and her uh, at their house down the street one day. Um, and I said, yeah, fuck it. Why not? <laughs> well, fantastic. Let's move on to the next cut here. This is amputee time. And Do when it. we get back, we'll talk about this song. Uh, thanks both of you again for joining me. Um, super fun. Um, maybe one day thanks, we'll bring, thanks for having us. Oh yeah. Yeah. And maybe one day we'll bring this show back as a weekly show, but I don't know. I'm like so burned out. Maybe that's like a lie. <laughs> one day, <laughs> one, one day. day, this is amputee time by usurper Vong off their debut and only album, Vong Songs, Volume 1. <laughs> I cried out to the dark, but that was on the 
Tampa Tea Time. Yeah. Uh, Usurper Vong. You were saying uh, something about the surf rock kind of vibe on Invincible, but that's uh, I, this song actually was alternatively called, I think, Dirty Surf. Um, because uh, it's just, it very much is a dirty surf, <laughs> surf rock song. Um, but that what, drive, what is that song about exactly? I don't know. <laughs> it's like a, it, to me, it was always like a dream Derek had that we were kind of like wandering through some sort of fantasy land. It, it gave me like a Lord of the Rings kind of a vibe, like a, a or a Led Zeppelin, you know, climbing to climbing up the mountain, um, you know, meeting the the architect or whatever. Like it, it just seemed like a dream Derek had that he woke up and wrote down. I never asked him actually. Um, I will, I will, when I see him next, we, we live in the same neighborhood now. So, um, perhaps I will come across him and ask him, but yeah, again, the driving pulsating rhythm from status quo on that, on that jam. Um, do you recall anything about the recording of that, that song? Or do you have any fond, fond memories of playing amputee time? Um, I do remember from my perspective that, uh, it, it was a kind of a challenge to take kind of different, um, slightly different approaches to the drums in in the verses. So I would do things tr- dynamically. So so the the feel and the beat never really changed, but. You know, there's one part I I completely I haven't heard this in so long, but um, I just completely drop out <laughs> for no apparent reason. But uh, <laughs> but I, I think it, it, it's um, I don't know. I, it kind of works, I guess. It gives it more, um, you know, because there, there's so many verses as well. And it's so right. And no, heavy. And, no, and, and no chorus. real chorus. Yeah. Right. Um, a, is it like a musical sort of the breakdown. hook doesn't really come into the until the end. Right. Right. That's right. That's yeah, a good what's, point. What's funny is um I know um Derek uh like I said earlier, Derek and I were, were huge Queen fans and Queen was kind of like weirdly kind of um flirted with musical theater a little bit. Mm. And um in musical theater there's usually some sort of th- thematic um, it might be a thematic melody or something that gets brought in into different kinds of ways. Mm-hmm. And so I don't know why it made me think of that, but, um, you know, it, the theme remained the same, but there was just kind of different variations on it. So it right. was kind of a fun song to, uh, to record. Well, it's, it's interesting that you'd brought up a uh, musical theater because we, um, <clears throat> like regularly on, just almost all the different shows we do around here. We've had Patty Kay from the Ruffies and his, one of his backgrounds was musical theater and he's in a punk band, but it's like, it's like punk rock meets meatloaf. And it's, it's amazing. It's, it's amazing. And like, you know, having that kind of musical theater element to your music. Also, I'm thinking of cat Robe show and the darling misfit because it's like a, like a burlesque kind of cabaret mm-hmm. music. Yeah. And, you know, having that in, Having that as kind of an influence or even just a, a sound or an idea that's put out there is always a good idea. I've never heard a uh, bad music with that uh with that kind of woven through it. I've heard bad music where that's like way over the top and stuff, but that's different. Yeah, no, it was also very um 
I feel like the hook doesn't really come in until the very end of the song here, which is uh, something I think that um, I know Derek was heavily influenced by the Talking Heads as well, at, right. as is Pete. Yeah, very much. Um, so. And uh, some some of those Talking Heads songs have like a really catchy hook that you only hear once, and it's right. not till like the end of the song. And you're like, why couldn't that have been the chorus? But it almost makes it better because it's it's it it doesn't. Um, it doesn't get oversaturated. Right, right. Like when you, when the song comes on, you're like, oh, that part's coming. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But you got to wait, you know, you got to wait three minutes for it. Yeah. yeah the, 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 the musicians always talk about their influences or I guess they, they get asked what their influences are and you tell them, I'd say that, you know, the talking heads were certainly a band that inspired Derek quite a bit. Um, and you can feel it in the, the vibe of the songs that he wrote and sang um, because some, I mean, some of them, talking heads like some songs they david Byrne did didn't really even have a melody it was just sort of like an idea um of a song right there was no no real structure at all um i think our songs certainly had that and had a you know had some sort of verse chorus verse structure but it was never like verse chorus verse and of course i say that right before we play the one song that's probably the most verse chorus verse of all the songs <laughs> on the album well, isn't um, david Byrne doing musical theater too or what yeah what? No, he, he's he made he's put together like a a, a musical of his music of like talking heads and then David Byrne music called, um, like, I'm forgetting what it's like American Utopia, American Utopia, something like that. Yeah. yeah. So his guitarist for that musical was the guitarist for Adam Lambert. Who oh, also wild. sings with queen. So weird again, full circle. Small <laughs> world. It's a very incestuous yeah. world music. Well, that, um, I mean, isn't that good? Like all that cross pollination, like that's a super good thing. Like, like an electronic music, you know, like if I'm looking through songs and I'm like, oh shit, that's a, that's a producer. I like, oh shit, another producer. I like remixed it. So like when you get that, right. like where I'm from, like that cross pollination only generally means good things or like right. bands like the rebels camp where their last album was just chock full of guest appearances from other local artists, everybody from electronic artists to like, you know, almost like heavy metal guitarists were on that album. And that San Jose has a lot of that going on. You know, we kind of yeah. joke around a little bit about it. We're like, oh, San Jose has like 53 bands and only two drummers. But, <laughs> but, but like, but that's, but that's good that you get that cross pollination of different kinds of music and different kinds of people working together and stuff. That's, that's, sure. a, that's a, that's a good thing. Sure. And then the, and the progression too, like bands like, um, and the re reforming and regeneration and evolution, like bands like Satabria. And now that we've got the dangerous, right. And, and Satabria is back. Right. Right. <laughs> so it's all come, it all comes full circle. Um, and should I think we played with them one of our last, one of our last shows or one of our last couple of years, we played with Zetabria. So we've, we've definitely, uh, uh, experienced all of that <laughs> and been a part of it, which is kind of fun to think about. Um, yeah, by, by the way, um, does anybody else find it hilarious that our album was called Fong songs volume one? Oh, absolutely. As in it, implies that there will be a volume two <laughs> we fully intended for there to be i mean there isn't enough, there is enough material um we had we had to, we had thoughts of doing another album. there's definitely enough material to do another album um but it'll they'll probably have to live in in live infamy um although we do have recordings of most of them so um aaron and i were definitely struggling to remember a few of <laughs> a few of the tunes um but i have all the keys written down somewhere and they're all here right in, in this uh in the the data on our album it looks like so that's kind of cool so i can remember what key to play these in if i was a better producer i'd be able to pull up the thing you're talking about right now right um 
it's, yeah, it's never we... like it's i know you guys can see the screen share of the the music player but it's never been like a thing that's been important around here to bring up all the stuff from the music player <laughs> now that i have this spaceship of a fucking computer next to me in it <laughs> and like adding another scene like that isn't going to do anything i should probably bring up a full screen of the player for if we're interviewing bands or whatever so we have their album up uh, but everybody this is usurper vong pete where can people find your your music like where's the best place for people to go to check you out um, you can actually see our, our website's still um, out there because it doesn't cost a whole lot of money to keep a website up these days. Um, so go to usurpervong.com. Um, that's U-S-U-R-P-E-R-V-O-N-G.com. We can get into what the name means later. Um, if you want an easier way, you can also try vongsongs.com. I believe that still goes to the same place. Um, there's a music page on that site where you can check out our tunes, download them on iTunes. If you send us like an email, I promise I'll just mail you a copy of the CD if you can still play CDs on whatever device you have. I don't, you know, you don't need to pay me anything. Or, or even um, better, if you email them and you're like, hey, I don't even need a CD, the councilman's right. like, oh, here's a link to Google Drive. There you go. There you go. I can do that too. I'll do that too for if you wanted to download the tunes. Um, We're on iTunes. Around. We're on iTunes. Well, what, that was part of the uh, the package deal that Aronofsky set up when we when we created the album. Like whoever did a I think CD Baby or whoever the ones that come after you, producer Dave for for copyright violation. All well, the time. I, could, I could do fucking three hours on why CD Baby but, fuck themselves. <laughs> They, uh, they, I think they, they paid to, you know, they pressed the CD and get sent us copies. And they also, you know, we paid them to, to set us up on, on iTunes. And I don't know if we were on Google play still too, but we're on, we're definitely on iTunes. So, um, but yeah, just e email the band and we'll all share you on a, a Google drive folder or I'll send you a CD. You can have all the liner notes, even the liner notes and the, the album cover. It's really, it's actually a pretty nice, um, job we did. I thought, um, I forget who did the artwork, but it was one of our friends, uh, I believe who who contributed the artwork, and it's actually pretty fun to have. Joyce, the do you remember who did the artwork off album. the top of your head? Joyce, do you remember? I don't. I don't recall. I think it was a, either a friend of yours or Derek's. I want to say, but I don't know. It was a friend of Derek's, right? Um, but very cool abstract um, uh, imagery. Some of it's on our website if you want to check it out. But um, yeah, be happy to send you a, uh, an old fashioned CD if anyone would like one. Uh, so come check us out. We're on Facebook and the Instagram and the the, the Twitter still too. I think. Um, cause again, free, <laughs> Doesn't are, are we active on those things? Um, I post I mean, once today? a year, like today <laughs> we were, we were active today. So I post about once a year, like, Oh shit, we still have that page. I'll post something fun. Like here's an alien picture, um, or something. Cause we had this nice alien vibe going because if, of our if name. If you post an alien picture, tag superstar DJ Bob, and he will in fact retweet you. Oh really? <laughs> yes, of Good course. No. It's good to know. Um, but yeah, we peaked out at like, I think 200 Twitter followers. So not, not too bad, but they're all still there because most people don't realize that they're following someone until they're not anymore. Um, but yeah, no, it's all, we're all still out there. It's, it's a fun, it's a fun way to, to relive the memories. Um, speaking yeah, of Twitter, RIP my old Twitter account that had like fucking hell of followers. And then I got kicked mm. off Twitter. I well, know. Follow us anyway, just in case we do come out with Vong Songs Volume Two. Right. I mean, we can. To we should totally do this since we're all quarantined. We can do like the quarantine recording and and put it together. Yeah, we we have the technology to do that now. We can make it happen. You can lay down the tracks and send them to us, and then we just right. And then we can we can play. Uh, we can record our shit, or I can record the baseline, and we give it to Aaron. Oh yeah, this would this would work. All right. You heard it here for fucking, Song Songs. Fucking Renna's in the chat trying to trying to give you guys somebody else's CD in exchange for your CD. Renna, hit up, hit up, <laughs> hit up, hit up, hit up Pete. He'll give you a Dude, CD. Dude, we'll do it. 
That's I awesome. love it. I like the exchange. We want to. Yeah. We, we will celebrate. We always celebrate the bands that we we played with and our partners in music. So um, we love that. Send us your stuff and send. And if you're local, by the way, um, producer Dave, make sure you remind folks where they can send you um, their tunes if you're in a local band um, and don't mind uh, letting producer Dave spin your tunes on on his uh, his shows or uh, or on the uh, the live stream. All right. Um, so step one. Step one. If you're on CD Baby, email CD Baby. Go listen. <laughs> plan on sending these guys my music some of it might show up on youtube and what i want you to not do is file copyright claims against my friends whose music i'm sending them <laughs> but it's things are like super easy now just legitimately go into google and say submit music to local love and then there's a blog post on our on our website and it just gives you the information all it is is an email address and some instructions the only thing that matters is that you send it to our email address and that your id three tags are right because i, right. Do, I do not do data entry for free and exactly. so, but yeah, we'll and take music, any genre, originals only. And, uh, I don't know. I'm not even kidding about emailing CD baby and telling them to leave us alone. It worked for, um, worked for, uh, worked for panhandlers union, a rivers band. Now, now CD baby doesn't file copyright claims on every time we put up our Wednesday show because we use one of his songs. So, um, well, yeah, people can definitely send us music and we love getting it. Like we're not like we play a lot of rock here cause that's just mostly what we got, but whatever you got, man, send us your music. If you're local and it's original, I'd love to hear it. Yeah. And you can tell how important you super Vong is because you never get complaints from CD baby about playing this album, <laughs> 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 but God bless him. Um, so do we want to uh, play our most, uh, radio friendly song coast to coast? This is coast to coast. The media wench is going to like stand up from her little desk in her little studio and like dance and maybe draw a picture Jeep, of a Jeep. Don't film me now. Jeep, called, don't film me the, now. This song's <laughs> called Coast to Coast it's by Usurper Vong. And it's, I don't know, it sounds like they're either running away from something. I don't know. Anyway, this is about I, a shopping cart, basically. I love this song. This is such a good song. We'll be back in a few minutes. Again, Coast to Coast by Usurper Vong. I 
Unfortunately, our friend Joyce has to has to take her leave. But Joyce, thanks for thanks for joining us. Hey, thanks for having me. This was a real pleasure. I'm so thanks good for to the see trip you. down memory lane. <laughs> you know, I, I said so I said to, to Pete, you. I said to Pete, I'm like, oh, can you you know see if she's see if she's got like something to make her sound good? I'm like, wait a minute, this is a musician. Of course, she has something to make herself sound good. <laughs> oh, I, I've never. This is my first time doing an actual um, a call with the microphone. Uh, good. I don't know why I've never tried that before, but um, I'm glad it worked out. Um, I do want to say something about the song "Coast to Coast" though before I go. Um, oh, by which all means. Is, uh, I don't know what the song means to you, Pete, but for me, it's like it's a. I mean, it's about a shopping cart, but it's also about like keeping things going when you get depressed. And th this is a true story. Um, I lost my dad this year in February. And uh, last year I found out he had cancer and uh, went to go visit him. I actually had to take a compassionate leave off my uh, Rock U contract. Uh, and then I went to go visit my dad and he was just suffering so much. And it was just so heartbreaking to be so helpless in that situation. And when I went back to work, I was... Um, I like I couldn't sleep and then I was like sleeping all day and then like dragging myself out of bed just to play the guitar for a couple hours and then I'd try to go to bed early and then I couldn't say I was all anxious and I got really depressed and um weirdly the one thing that I did that was like a game changer and this is going to sound so stupid but um I got a planner and I started writing things down in it like just to check off boxes mm. And I just like, it was like, like overnight, like magically I was, I felt better. And for me, like if, and especially I think a lot of people are probably feeling this because we're in a pandemic and when people went into lockdown, I think people got real like, um, stir crazy and mental health starts becoming an issue and all this kind of stuff. But for me, it's like, if, if you stop doing things, there, there was a what was the lyric? It's like that's when depression starts. Right, I, could I can never, never stop. stop. 
That's when depression yeah, starts. Exactly. It's like when you, it's like idle hands, you know, it's like if you, right. if you when, when you feel helpless, um, you try to start focusing on little things that you can control and it starts to kind of become therapeutic. So, so that was, uh, anyway, um, again, I think Derek is just so brilliant lyrically and his, he's like, he's got all kinds of like gems of wisdom in his lyrics. If you really pay attention and, uh, um, that's that's why I decided to learn to play the drums because Derek is so smart <laughs> and convincing and charming and just and all of that. Yeah, he's just he's just a great personality. Um, the the ultimate the ultimate band frontman, like just that the guy who just the the poet, you know, never going to be on time for a thing, right? But it doesn't like you know, and 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 uh, that includes like in the in the music itself. But it doesn't matter because he's just the 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 power of what he's saying and then what he and the power of his his musical passion, like just it cuts through and it's unique. And that's right why I really like playing with you guys and playing with him, just because it just um it was it felt different. It didn't feel like just any old any old uh, music or band. Like we really felt I felt like we really had something unique um so and that and that had a ton to to him um into that vision so you know on, on uh, that point of what you were talking about with the pandemic and how you can't stop that's how you get depressed i would be shocked if somebody were to look at like the number of hours stream per week like coming out of here from before everybody had to stay home and then after and, and not see it go up 20 30 40 percent even mm-hmm. because like you know i work during the day but i work from home and that kind of sucks and so like i think this week we'll be streaming seven days and oh, last wow. night last night it wasn't me it was the media one she's uh, holding it down in the chat she did her own stream but you know it's like um like we were saying like keeping yourself busy and keeping yourself having things to do and stuff especially like right now where we can't all like connect and go out for drinks or, i mean we can now i guess but it's not the same like it's just no. like, it's like a big process now right yeah, yeah. and and yeah, what you were saying about just kind of keeping busy during all this is like really important. And I think that, uh, you know, everybody who was like, oh, you know, people who thought their hobbies were lame and shit before, I don't care what the hobby was. You know, some people think <laughs> some hobbies are lame, right? But if people, if people thought their own hobbies were lame before this, boy, those people are really fucking glad they have that hobby, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, I, I learned how to speak Swedish in this pandemic. You're a very <laughs> impressive person. What are you even so doing random. on this? What are you even doing? This is why you got to go. You're like, I'm sorry. I'm too impressive for this. <laughs> no. Well, she's she is moving to Sweden, so there's, I, there I is a te- practical reason. I unofficially live in Sweden currently. Oh, I'm just in town until January. Oh well. So yeah. there goes hopes of the band a, getting there back was a, together. There, there, I just it's funny because I just I think I I don't know if I mentioned this to you, Pete, but I've been saying it lately. Like Sweden is such a punchline to a joke. Because it's so random. Right. <laughs> I think I might have made this joke in 2016 when Trump got elected. I was like, well, I'm going to move to Sweden because I thought that was funnier than saying Canada. Right. <laughs> and now but it's now, coming, yeah. back, coming back around. It all yeah. comes full circle. <laughs> now, you, now you are moving to Sweden, apparently. Well, you know, I don't I don't know how far you're into the move or whatever, but good luck. Like moving is traumatic and moving out of the country is probably very difficult. Oh yeah, it's uh you know, I I was so optimistic about it that I didn't really think through how difficult it would be in the end. 
in in reality. Um, but it's it's lovely it, uh, for anybody out there who's ever been to Sweden. It is just like a fairy tale, like utopia. Yeah, I mean, we do a lot of politics shows around here, and like the things that Sweden just has are what people call like radical leftist politics here in the United States. Like they just have the things. They just have healthcare, and they have like people aren't people don't like fall on their face and then lose everything in a place like Sweden. Yeah, exactly. Right. And um, I mean, look, I've I'm I've only been there for three months, so uh, and I'll be back in January. Um, so I have a lot of uh, Sweden yet to experience, but so far it's it's lovely. Like we live in a little town that's um, just a, about a 30, 40 minute drive from Gothenburg, which is like the second most populated city next to Stockholm. And uh, there's like a lot of just gorgeous like forests in our backyard and moose and deer. And it's like a magical fairy tale. But um it's also like we're close. It's like we're totally part of civilization as well. So um, it's just uh, it's actually colder in San Jose right now, I think, than it is in Stenningsund where I live. Uh, there you go. <laughs> Irony. You know, as a person yeah. who as a person who streams from a room that got really hot over the summer, I'm really glad it's like much colder here right now than it is in most of Sweden. <laughs> yeah, but we we will experience a good amount of snow, I think, um, this year. But we'll see. Well, well but, hey, uh, I know, anyway, I know I, you got to take off. I just wanted to thank you for joining us, and it was nice to meet you. Yeah. It would have been nicer to meet you here in the studio, but things being as they are, it was, it was wonderful to meet you. And it sounds like you know being a professional musician is hard, and I just really kind of wish you luck on all your endeavors in the future, especially here under this pandemic, because I know that people who play music for a living right now are really kind of trying to have to figure out how to put like a different kind of puzzle together. So I like really wish you well. I'm also glad you showed oh, up with a, I'm also glad you showed up with cans and a great mic. Also, oh, is, is your mic stand made out of PVC? Um, you know, <laughs> that's adorable. Oh my God. But it, it's, I call it the stormtrooper mic stand. Cause it looks like the stormtrooper. Mic. Um, but yeah, uh, thanks so much for having me. This was fun. It's so um, good to see you, Status. I'd um, be happy to do it anytime. We, we should catch up more. Oh yeah, nice. yeah. Um, Absolutely. I've been I've been talking with some other people, with some other bands. Uh, Curtis from Monkey was kind of poking me about like doing this Tuesday show more regularly too. So because he apparently had a great time when he came on here, to talk about the culture yeah. of San Jose and the music scene. So uh, stay in touch with uh, the councilman. And I don't if if you're on Discord, that's the best way to stay in touch with us. But if you're not on Discord, the last thing anybody needs is another fucking thing to keep track of. So, <laughs> I, I am on Discord. I rarely oh. use it, but I, I want it. <clears throat> well, um, we're on Discord. Uh, if you if you if you ever want to like get in touch with us, that's the best way. Plus, we've got like a really nice community in there. Everybody's super cool. So, true, amazing, true. I have I have so much time for you, but I gotta go. All good. Except, hey, have, except for right now. <laughs> th thank you so much for coming on, Status. It's great. It was so good to catch up with you, and I'll I'll uh, I'm gonna chat you up soon. All right, yeah. great. We're going to go move Thank on to the you. next song. This is Degenerate Genius, and I'm going to force the councilman, a.k.a. Pete, a.k.a. the bassist from the uh, Usurper Vong, to do me a huge favor and move the fuck over to Discord. Oh, all right. I'll see you there in a minute. Thanks. Bye, you guys. Thanks so much for joining us. It was wonderful to meet you. You, you. I wasn't kidding when I said that you're like an impressive person. Like Doing music for yeah. a living is very hard, so I wish you the best. Oh, thank you. Cheers. Bye. Bye, you guys. This is Thank Degenerate Genius by Usurper Vong, and we'll be back in a minute.
tell you the very true tales of the mighty poet Rahelio Bevestigen from the desert land to make us all laugh with Neil Cassidy and Jack Kerouac. He's a gentle giant, brave and true, with degenerate genius that keeps us amused. His best friend, Matthias Muntinger, writer of ballads, columns, and scripts. They were dime store novelists that lived on 7th Street. you real quick do you know what the fuck we enjoy coke without coke and rum means without coke and rum i think that's what it meant right oh with our you know it's with our coke and rum. we we enjoy coke with our coke and rum oh well then Um, i know exactly what that means and i I resemble that lyric (laughs) yeah it's in addition to so in addition to our coke and rum we also enjoy coke um not that i've ever done coke that was Derek's song and he wrote those lyrics but i will admit i i don't know if um 
I don't know if, if all musicians have. I have. I played favorites with our songs. I'd like to treat all of our songs equally and with much love um, and respect. But um, "Degenerate Genius" that tune was probably our, my favorite of our tunes, um, primarily because uh, I remember Derek and I like putting it to writing the initial melody, noodling, uh, you know, guitar and bass bass lines in a room literally down the hall from where I'm sitting right now. Um, and this was uh, many, many years ago uh, now. So um, it's, it's got a special place in my heart, but also because it just, it, there, it weaves through a lot of different dynamics and, and different um, styles that uh, I think really exemplify the band. Um, like their Derek's lyricism, um, how it tells a story, but it, uh, and it's, it, but it's also kind of fantastical as well and has some poetry to it. Um, the instruments all come together really well. Um, the, the, all the, the different, uh, we're all playing a different piece of the, the, you know, the music itself of the, of the, the piece, <laughs> um, we're kind of weaving together. Right. And it's very syncopated, very well done that way. Um, and it's got different, uh, just, it's got a verse, chorus, verse, it's got, uh, you know, speed, uh, tempo changes, just a lot of things that really exemplify our band. So I really love that song a lot. Um, and it could be an opener, a closer, or right in the middle of a set, and it was perfectly comfortable in any of those places. So that's kind of song. Yeah, I, you know, one of the things I'm noticing here, and I mean, I <clears throat> I probably would have noticed if I didn't see this, but like the BPM right here, one of them says 70. That song is not 70 beats a minute. That's 140 beats a minute. Right. <laughs> it's just that the software here isn't isn't really good, like the Serato that I have on my DJ equipment behind me. But <clears throat> all this stuff is like. 120 beats a minute or more and it's all like super kind of dancey mm -hmm. oh yeah very much so we we went we were trying to get people's uh butts moving but one thing um you mentioned like how you've got a lot of rock in the the echoplex um and local love uh, repository um a lot of what we were seeing out there and music that's out there in the local scene was really you know loud rock nothing wrong with it not just not my necessarily my cup of tea every night but you know hard rock and not not danceable but you know very much rock meant to bob your head to mosh to just you know or stand there you know feeling very aggravated to um we very much wanted people to dance we very much wanted people to bob around to dance around to just have a good time um so like joy said like the, the lyrics that derek wrote could be very introspective and very um, and look at some sort of the dark underbelly of society, but they were always with a positive spirit and this very uplifting kind of spirit. We really wanted people to have a good time. Um, or, or at least like presented in a fun way, even if it yeah. wasn't like the funnest set of ideas, it was presented in a fun way because the way the music and the right. lyrics come out. Right. And that's probably a good segue into the next tune on the album, because this is one that I, the, one of the first songs I contributed and um, I was very much um, trying to, you know, craft some sort of just straight ahead rock song that we could, um, we could, you know, rock out to, right. And get people. So, and, and hopefully draw people in, um, uh, a little, a little easier than, uh, some of our, our other or normal fare. Um, but at the end of the day, it, I, you know, lyrically and, and otherwise I can't, I couldn't, I couldn't really match Derek. So I think that if anything, I was just trying to bring my own sort of vibe to it and sort of more poppy vibe um to the band and really embrace that we did have a, a good pop sensibility as a band we all knew what we were doing um in a lot of different genres um so and we had you know we all love the beatles we all love the rolling stones we all love um 
you know, the quintessential rock bands, Buddy Holly, right? Um, so there's there's that angle to our band too. So this is this sort of more straight ahead rock, you know, um, driving fast, smoking cigarettes tune. This is ooh la la. The hunt is on, or the hunt is on. Ooh la la. Ooh la la. A usurper vong. We'll be back in a minute.
probably my second favorite song off this album. The first one being uh, Coast to Coast. Kieran. Yeah, I, I, I find that one uh, quite enjoyable myself. Um, Aaron's doing some great guitar work on that song, by the way. Like there's all the, speaking of the layers that Joyce mentioned when she was on, just, you can hear it right there. Like live, there's, you know, he's, he's lays down just fantastic rhythm during the verses and then, um, really ripping solos and very precise solos. Um, but here you can definitely hear the thought that he put into all the different layers he was putting, pulling in. And most of it, um, during the verses on this song actually is all that backwards, um, guitar, uh, stuff. So he recorded that with the intention of reversing it. <laughs> so uh, just really cool stuff. And I, lo- I love listening to it, especially with some really good cans on and some, some headphones, um, even with the, the beat, you know, the bud headphones I have on right now, it's just really cool to hear the stereo action. He, they put into it too. He and Joyce had a lot to do with the, the final production. They were definitely right there with Adam mixing and mastering and, um, and doing all the fun stuff that I don't know shit about. <laughs> I'm I'm stunned that our earlier guest was also involved in the production based on what I've learned about our earlier yeah. guest. <laughs> well, she, I don't know if she mentioned, did she even mention that she's classically trained on the violin? No, like, a person, like, <laughs> a person like that instrument. doesn't have to, like, do, they don't rattle off their qualifications. Right. Like, when, that, when you meet... Well, that's her first instrument was the violin, that, that, which is frankly amazing. Are you familiar with Kung Fu Vampire? I am. I am. We yeah. were... We were we're trying to get them on local love for a while, but it was like real hard to get them in the studio. And now that we have this fabulous setup and Kung Fu vampire also, they seem like kinds of people who might have microphones at home. Yeah. So that, that was one of her 8 million bands. She played with, she played violin uh, for Kung Fu vampire with Natasha Littlewood. Do you remember, do you, did you ever meet Natasha? Natasha was like one of the coolest people we ever had on the show. Yeah. She was here with, was it Val and sorrow that she was here with? Yeah, probably that probably yeah. So she she and Joyce both played with um for a time with a uh, Kung Fu Vampire, um as as part of their live instrumentation. Um, so yeah, uh, she's Joyce is one of the most talented people I've ever met uh, on this planet in terms of uh, especially I mean music or otherwise. Just um and just a, a fantastic person if you ever uh, do get the chance to get to know her. Um, so I wish her well in her her voyage to Sweden. We but we did talk. Um, while you were um, then grabbing a, a brewski about, um, you know, putting together uh, the fact that we could record, you know, even in a pandemic and separated by a continent, we could still record. Um, so we, 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 we may yet see some interesting collaborations of Yusuf Ravong coming in the future. If you do, you got to make one of those weird videos that looks like you're in a Zoom call. Right. <laughs> oh, for sure. You, you might know a person who could do that for you. I, I've, I think we've met somewhere. Um, I'd have to look at my Rolodex, but um, I'm sure I've got someone. <laughs> so what's up next? What's the next? I, I, I was going to say, for? if you don't have someone good to do that for you, I could do it. <laughs> I, well, I wasn't thinking of anyone in particular, but it was you. So um, our next song is uh, Problem Gambler. And I think we'll, oh, this... we'll do what we've been doing. We'll talk a little bit about the song when we get back. That sounds good. Problem Gambler by Usurper Fong. She's a gambler. Yeah. Her best friend got a real big stiffy Her men tend to be a bit sloppy
gotten underway Her patients are getting thin I took drugs and I can't wait For pictures that I'm not in I'm excited, it's my birthday, you're invited The event is held at my new second home But don't you bring a treat The only cake I'll eat Is sweet skin on top her That was um, uh, definitely one of our just more hard-hitting rager tunes and certainly was a constant show opener. So it made perfect sense on a 10-song album to be the sixth jam because if we ever had pressed this on vinyl, likely that would have been the first track on the second side. Um, so on side B. So uh, got to kick it off. What are you talking about? Records have more than one song on each side? <laughs> Some some of them do. Um, the the olden days they used to they used to do that all the time. Um, so that would have been side two, track one, more than likely. So we wanted to kick that off with a fucking bang. Um, so problem gambler is definitely the way to go there. Uh, again, a song I don't know. It's a, it's one of the one of the songs where I feel like I'm living in Derek's dream in a way. But it's kind of about it's a love song, from what I can tell. About uh, it's kind of like a Bonnie and Clyde love song. Um, or uh, or maybe it's a girl falls for the wrong guy kind of a love song or a guy falls for the wrong girl or guy falls for the wrong guy song. Um, there's a lot of falling for the wrong person, basically. Um, so that's that's sort of where um, how I feel about that one. And it, there are a lot of damaged souls in Derek's songs, but they're all either infinitely redeemable or striving very hard to be redeemed. Um, that's again something I love. I love about the the songs that. Uh, I got to play with him and have been able to play with him. I keep saying, saying it like Derek's dead. He's like, he lives down the street from me. <laughs> so I just got to say goodnight to the Mary spinster who was drinking box oh. wine and cop to being basic in the chat. So I mean, <laughs> you've come to the right place. You're going to love it around here. The Mary spinster. Thanks for following us earlier. And uh, thanks for hanging out in the chat with us tonight. And thanks for the, the kind words about our, our uh, guests music. I don't know if you oh. have the chat popped out councilman, but. Oh crap! You know, I've been trying to because my internet's been so wonky. I've been trying to just salvage every last 
oh, notch of get with of, me uh, about that later. There's a way you can pop the chat out in a window so you don't even have to have the stream up. Oh, good. That yeah, I, I you sent me some instructions. I just haven't uh, haven't attempted it yet. But I will. The I will story do. of Echoplex. Dave sent some instructions right. and I ignored them. <laughs> more more like more like I didn't think about opening them until right in the middle of the show, and that's probably pretty rude to be reading instructions and popping shit out. It's it's super easy. It's a little present. different because you're a mod, but you just go to the channel oh, and you just like poke around until you find the chat pop out. Media Wench okay. would panic if she couldn't pop out the chat during the show. Media Wench would be like, "I'm not even doing this show. I can't read the chat." <laughs> no i'd be happy to i just yeah I, i'm just trying to uh manage one thing at a time and not freeze up on you let's um, keep this shit rolling uh we're gonna run peeping tomcat real quick this is real quick before we get into, uh, yeah. this is a song that um is is one of um there's a few songs degenerate genius i'd say um this tune and probably wake up call later uh, the last song here um very much uh team and wrong guy team written like just the, the, the everyone brought something um to the table and derek would bring a lyric and maybe just a melody um but this one is very much um i think the underlying melody was written by aaron uh, our guitarist and uh and we just built it from there and derek built a lyric around it fucking hey we'll be right back this pp tomcat by fucking usurper vong we got three more vong songs left and then who oh knows what the goodness. hell is going to happen on this channel oh my goodness With claws like sharp knives and eyes like binoculars I've got a very naughty hobby I like to spy on birds When the mother flies away I'll get close to the nest It only takes one moment I watch her undress
or a swallow, pigeon or chicken hawks. I'm not prejudiced, a pervert never stops. Asleep most of the day, life is a perfect bird. Chirping is the sweetest sound I ever Peeping Tomcat. So <clears throat> I was wish I would have asked this while Joyce was here, but we'll be okay. What was you said this was a bit of more of a kind of everybody wrote the song uh scenario. If I understand correctly, from what I gathered from the context, the lead singer was uh the primary songwriter in the band. Is that fair yeah, to say? Absolutely. Yo, oh, absolutely. I'd say what we have 10, 10 on this album, at least 10 songs. He wrote eight of them as far as just bringing the, um, the, the lyric. Um, I'd say this, this song, Tomcat and then genius, um, were certainly things where he brought the lyric and maybe, um, uh, even a melody, but it really came down to just being in the, in the rehearsal space and just starting to noodle around and things just came together um we all brought something to the table very just very organic right um so everyone brought their own piece to it um and i certainly on uh uh some other tunes where you know um one of us brought an idea forward like peeping tomcat like aaron just had that that lick that you hear at the beginning of the song right and the just the and the melody and the and the riff um and we just built off of that right um and it built to that crushing crescendo that we just came out of a, a jam one day when we were playing the song and we were looking for a way to end it and we just kept we kept uh just doing that crunching uh you know that jam that riff at the end um but it became the real signature end of that song um so it, it very much things happened in this band very organically i thought um and i, I thought another good part of it and a really fun part of being in the band so. Yeah, like all the music, the thing about this stuff though, one of the things I noticed first is that like it was just totally fun. Like yeah. like like you were saying the lyrics were kind of serious and almost dark. But the the music kind of was in contrast to the lyrics in some ways cuz the music right. was like without Yeah, I can just say the music sort of sounded a little bit silly in some ways and that's kind of cool like it's it's fun. Very, uh, I, I think we and we were very, very much aware of that, and we were. I don't want to say playing it up, but we, um, we were not afraid of that vibe at all, right? Um, and just having fun and being wacky. We also like uh, Aaron, um, myself, and Derek, and I think jo Joyce. I'm not sure how much she was aware of the influence, but we were very much influenced by Frank Zappa and Mothers of Invention and Captain Beefheart, and just really a, off the wall. Um, Lou Reed, you know, Velvet Underground, just really off the wall, punky, um, kind of iconoclasts. Um, 
and that that very much shows up in in this music we were deliberately trying to be offbeat and and um and just not your average band and to surprise people right and take things in different ways not just not for the purpose of just pissing people off and making them like scratch their heads but really for challenging audiences and and and, and put it pulling them down rabbit holes with us as opposed to um just trying to regurgitate the same old stuff that they wanted to hear you know the world could really use fucking frank zappa right now yeah i'd say so it would be great we've got you know dweezil so that's good <laughs> there's that um his poor kids are like suing each other over his legacy it's really sad um anyway well uh speaking of wacky tunes um this next one is one of our fruit medley songs we had another song called sweet peaches that will be on volume two of vong songs um, coming out in 2037 <laughs> <laughs> exactly uh precisely, precisely posthumously in 2037 um, uh, greta thunberg will be the president of the united states don't ask questions about that and uh <laughs> and i don't know we'll be like uh we'll be like posadists and if you don't know what posadism is and that's fine <laughs> so this is sour apples um and uh you can get the gist i think for what it's about from uh planet
song pretended to end? Yeah, that was just us fucking with you again. <laughs> We'd love to do that. That was actually, that, that was a studio fade in and or out and in. Um, we actually did that live um, when we played the song. Um, not originally, but it was just something that developed um, from just jamming. And if you played songs enough, you just you come up with a lot of different ways to do it and some of them stick and some of them don't. Um, and that was something that stuck. So we would, we would play that actually uh, fade out, fade in live, um, to great effect too. Um, we all sort of like mimed playing when we got down to playing nothing. Right. Um, so it was a fun way to involve the audience and make sure that they were paying attention. Um, but that, that's a great ode to the title, the subtitle of the, album which is Fong songs volume one humans make me nervous um that's a, a really a, a theme i think of of derek if, if there is a theme to derek's writing that really is what it is it's it's sort of like it, nothing like being uncomfortable amongst your own species right um the characters that derek wrote i think were very much that like strangers in a strange land it almost um, seems prophetic yeah i'd say so <laughs> i i i no, i i very much think so think so and um and kudos to Joyce for bringing it up earlier about just the simple things and the the ways that his characters learn how to cope with life. We're all kind of learning how to cope with isolation and other things like that. Um, and this is the next song is uh, just dead on example of that wrong guy, just the, the isolation and um, the the loneliness of being uh, you know caught up in something that's beyond your control, um, kind of like the Kafka esque uh, story of the trial. Um, so this is a wrong guy and this is very much probably the most, the most organic song we ever played together because I don't even think Derek had a melody for this. I think he just brought, he brought the lyric, he brought the idea of the song and we just, we came up with this, uh, musical piece and it's one of my favorites.
in the form of a giant headache The Undertaker's undercarriage cut your life thin Prison through a party and the lights went dim We're gonna dance, dance, down to the electric chair Dance, dance, down to the electric chair Dance, dance, down to the electric chair Come dance with us if life's not fair That's a mm. real fun tune. Mm, exactly, exactly. That would really get the uh, the juices flowing. I think it shows. Um, we opened with that one once, and it just it really set the mood. <laughs> but that usually was a closer or a um, something we, we would play when we just had we had a little bit of energy left to give, and we just gave it all on that that tune. Um, so lots of fun playing that song. It was like um, it was like super different than a lot of your other stuff. First of all, like. It was at the same speed as like jungle and drum and bass music. It was like, tick, 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 mm-hmm. tick, tick. like yeah. way, relentless. way quicker. Yeah. It's a relentless uh, rhythm on that song. It was very hard to, um, as a, as a fledgling bassist who taught himself and I'm not all that talented at all and didn't practice enough. It was a challenge. It was something that it really sped up, had to speed up my, uh, my picking, uh, more so than even some of our other songs. So I had to be ready to play that song because there was some noodling that, no, it's um, totally like, 30% faster than most of the other stuff. Yeah, exactly. Um, but yeah, we're, um, we're coming back down to the end of the album and we wanted to go out, you know, with a, a bang as it were. Um, so we ended our, uh, decided to end it with one of our, probably our crowd pleasing favorites. Um, it's, it's a sing along every, every band, every good band, especially a good punk band needs a good sing along song. Um, you know, that you can envision people being in the front row screaming back at you, right? Or at least just singing along with you. I can think um, of a that, few sing-alongs in our, um, in our repertoire here in our, we've got, first of all, like first and foremost, a sweet high up backwards. Oh, right. absolutely. Sing-along. Yeah. But Don't yeah. Hate the Cops is a sing-along. Yep. Anything by the Ruffies, I'd say, is a sing-along for sure. And then, um, I mean, uh, around here it is. <laughs> and, uh, and Nice Guys, I think too, with a, from, by, uh, uh, 
NVS, I think is something that um, I find myself singing along to a lot. I find myself um, singing along to some of these songs when I'm not even listening to them, to be perfectly honest. <laughs> In the shower. Um, the fucking, uh, the Jerry Monster was saying that he uh, finds himself singing your tunes. I, I do recall that, and that's uh, it's very touching. It's very um, it, it's really flattering, actually. I mean, it's 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 really cool to know um, that even you know five years out from playing a gig together, that um, this one little corner of time and music has influenced you know can still have an impact on someone, um, which is great. That's all. I, if we could if we could make one person dance, right? If I could buy the world a coke, if I could make one person dance, um, that would be enough. Um, and that's sort of what this, I'm really, that's why I'm really happy with this song, actually. So this is the first song I ever, one of the first songs I ever wrote. Um, and I didn't write it for this band or for this context, but it sort of became, uh, this song. <laughs> it was originally like a little ballad, um, that I was playing because I was really pissed to be stuck in traffic in Los Angeles, um, and wanted to pretty much decapitate everyone around me <laughs> in every other car um, and scream at them and wonder why the fuck aren't we moving? Um, so that, that was really the context of the song originally. And it, it, um, it really took on a life of its own with Usurper Vong and became um, this fantastic ballad, but also an upbeat reggae, um, just great show stopping closer. I got to tell you the traffic shouldn't be the only thing that pissed you off in Los Angeles. No, it wasn't. <laughs> but but it was certainly the most it, it, the most uh, uh relatable so that's why i wrote a song about it um anyway and that and that was certainly the, it was a closer most of our shows so we made it the closer of the album and uh we'll, we'll take we'll take it out from here and i'll see if my battery doesn't die before we get to the end of this one but um i'm really yeah this has been a great sir sir great... Sir, sir you need a checklist <laughs> that's true check check all right, this is Wake Up Call by Usurper Vong, and uh, I'll be back with the, with uh, their bassist to talk about this song, or maybe I'll be back by myself if his laptop battery dies. Fucking yeah, stay tuned to find out. <laughs> this bad channel.
who knows the people the, the people that were like um, all about him certainly cared yeah well, they still do apparently a lot of them um but yeah so that 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 was the song i wrote god 15 years ago probably and brought to you sir Pervong, when we started playing um but it's still incredibly uh, incredibly relevant it had to be 16 years ago when i was still living in la um at least so it was one of the again just a a, a great uh collaborative effort of the vong to take a little concept that I came up with in a notebook and turn into a, uh, just a really kick-ass ballad. You know, Chad just um, said, if there's somebody and, that could put down the phone from time to time, I think they're talking about Donald Trump. Yeah, right. 
possibly. Uh, anyway, um, well, producer Dave, thank you so much for indulging uh, me and 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 welcoming uh, my bandmate and playing our tunes and just celebrating the Vong um, since I've been part of this this little here network and and this year show and um, yeah, this is inspiring. I think I'm, I think we might have to get volume two going. <clears throat> volume two, greatest Very hits. Soon. Greatest hits. <laughs> So, um, yeah, but, uh, before we get out of here, though, uh, yeah. where else, I don't know, like on this network or just in the grander scheme of things, can people find you in a quick plug for you, Super Vong, in case anybody wanna, wants to check out the music? Absolutely. So once again, um, go to usurpervong.com, U-S-U-R-P-E-R-V-O-N-G.com. Mention uh, just about the, the band name, if you're curious. Um, it, it is a Star Wars universe reference. That's all I'm going to say. Um, but, uh, if, if you know, you know, and if not, it's just, you know, it's just a band name. It's like, what the hell is Pearl Jam? Although I guess we can kind of make up what we think Pearl Jam is. Anyway, go to usurpervong.com or vongsongs.com and you can find our music there. You can read our, uh, read our amazing lyrics. You can see a show archive where you can see the set lists from almost every show we, we played because we were really meticulous about keeping track of those things. And, um, there's even some video, I think, and other things there so and if you want to drop us a line like i said be happy to send you our uh, a link to our our tunes that you can download um yeah and uh if we're also on all the social medias at usurper vong so um facebook and twitter primarily and we do occasionally post there so if we we do a reunion show or we do have some new music that's where you'll see it first um, shockingly so enough that name wasn't taken yeah right <laughs> we had to get something unique right um so uh it was either that or vong the usurpers so um anyway so please check us out and then you can find me at uh, as always at the underscore councilman on the twit box um and uh check us out on down ballot friday nights um check out producer dave's many 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 streams including um intellectual dollar tree the sunday show um and so many many more um, Speaking of the intellectual Dollar Tree, I have some new uh, soundboard clips. Yeah, you effing with some wet ass p word. P word is female genitalia. <laughs> uh, Councilman, thanks for joining me. I know that like uh, hey, weeknights brother. aren't the best for you now that you got a jobby job and stuff, but this is super fun. And meeting Joyce, like that, is a hugely impressive person. Yeah, no, I figured you may have met at some point, but I'm really glad that you did get a I mean, chance if, to meet If I did, she's, she's we were her. wasted at like the caravan or something, right? <laughs> I probably was like, right. you're my new best friend and then forgot about her, which is rude. But I mean, right. that's, that's, that, that's just what I do. <laughs> no worries, but I'm, I'm glad to have connected you guys. And um, yeah, have yourself a great night. Enjoy yourself and I'll talk to you soon. I'll see you on Friday for Down Ballot for sure. So I'm going to take a break and we're going to move on into the night twitch being the right twitch. But if I'm going to take a break, there's there's got to be, excuse me, sir. If I'm going to take a break, there's got to be a song. You want some walking out music by another band you really like? Uh, let's do some audio or audible smoke signal. Audio, audio. Drew was on my mind. Yeah, let's do some audible smoke signal. Um, you pick it. Swinging by audible smoke signal, my favorite song by them. And I'll be right back with things good. that you didn't want to learn about, but can't tune can't tune out from. Thanks, Councilman. Have a good night. Thanks, sir. Talk to you soon. <laughs> Back to 
swinging again You're terrified cause you think that you won't get in And like a thief in the night, always stealing the light Your sacrifices, you're gonna lose your only friend Now with my feet hit the floor, I'll be heading towards the door I reach my hands up to the sky, feel the clouds when I soar And my ring finger stuck on a permanent bend I'll keep on searching and searching until the end Now that the flag's gone up, I'm seeing black, I'm seeing white I'm seeing red, yellow, green, afraid of what it might be I'm seeing purple, then slowly fades into blue If we can put our heads together to reveal what we must do I'm ripping up this wicked ticket cause it keeps on contradicting It's so simple, it's a place that pray that gods will come and visit It's not beautiful, Larissa, stealing food from the kitchen Take a view into wisdom, it's not beautiful You kick down that back door, swinging again You're terrified cause you think that you won't get in And like a thief in the night, always stealing the light With my advice, I would use it all and just pretend You kick down that back door, swinging again You're terrified cause you think that you won't get in And like a thief in the night, always stealing the light Your sacrifices, you're gonna lose your only friend She sips the number nine love potion and moves her hips in slow motion It's like watching a sinking ship As it slowly slips into the frigid ocean And you're going down Then you can't be saved From the mess that you made Another wasted day In the line when they say that it'll be okay They pat you on your back and send you on your way They send you on your way They send you on your way You're terrified cause you think that you won't get in And like a thief in the night, always stealing the light With my advice, I would use it on the just pretend You kick down that back door, swinging again You're terrified cause you think that you won't get in And like a thief in the night, always stealing the light Your sacrifices, you're gonna lose your only friend Hello.